Welcome to the Rotary Community Heroes of Hope. I'm your host, Judy Zulfikar, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my amazing co-host, Jamie Zinn, District Governor of Rotary District 5330. Together, we will take you on a journey to discover the incredible impact Rotarians have on our community and around the world. Get ready to be inspired by our Rotary Heroes of Hope. Our next episode brings us uh, to Oktoberfest, and we are welcoming Dan and Becky today. And uh, and Jamie, what do you think about Oktoberfest? Have you have you participated in any Oktoberfests in the past? I have, and I won the beer stein holding contest. Oh my goodness! Yes. This is a piece of information <laughs> I had no idea about. Wow, we're going to have to get deeper into that one. So let's start it off with uh, Dan. Can you tell us what Rotary Club you're from and uh, how you are involved with the Oktoberfest? So my name is Dan Cortesi, and I'm involved with the Rotary Club of Hemet. And we are involved with uh, THE Center. Uh, It's gone back years and years and years ago. But uh, most recently, the... uh, the involvement of our club has kind of stepped up over there. So many of our actual members are on the board, the executive board over at THE, or uh, like myself, are on the advisory board over there. At, so at what does is, is THE stand for? Therapeutic Horsemanship Equestrian Center. That's awesome. We're talking about horses today. I'm already excited. Oktoberfest, beer, horses. Wow. Could you have it all in one? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's why we picked this location. It's a it's an awesome ranch. Um so you get that whole feel uh, even though you're celebrating a German Oktoberfest and drinking lots of beer and eating lots of bratwurst, but uh yeah, so that that whole uh situation kind of formed uh because of our involvement over at at THE and there's a lot of programs that we try to stay involved with over there. So that's kind of how I know Becky and I have connected was through a summer camp program, and she invited me out uh, while I was president to go and check out the uh, facility and see what the kids actually learned during their summer camp experience. Well, I'm looking forward to diving in a little bit more about what THE does, um, but really wanted to talk a bit about how Rotary has an impact on the community around um, each club. And how did the Rotary Club of Hemet decide, okay, this is what they wanted to support? So years before I got involved with, with THE, uh, members from our club, I believe, helped form THE. And so that's kind of where it started. But uh, it's, it's something that's crucial to our club uh, as far as forming partnerships with other nonprofit organizations in our town. Uh, small town, so uh, every nonprofit needs some sort of support, and that's kind of what Rotary plays a huge part in, is trying to support each of these these nonprofits. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what THE does in uh, a, a high-level nutshell, if you will, and then we'll get into more details? Yeah, Becky can definitely go deeper into that, but uh, THE basically is a, it's a therapeutic type of organization that uses or utilizes the horses to provide that. And of course, they've got volunteers that, that make that happen as well. But it's mostly centered towards uh, special needs, I guess you could say. Um, so it's providing therapy for uh, a variety of special needs. So Becky, are the um, clients that you have, the special needs uh, individuals, are they referred to you through the uh, medical community? How do you get your uh, folks to come out and 
take advantage of the therapy? Through uh, the medical community. And also, we've done quite a bit of advertising, publicity to have the students come out. And I get phone calls all day long and emails. And um, what happened was during COVID, most of our students had to stay indoors. And so when we opened back up, there was just... You know, floods of a, a kids. Floods of kids. And with special needs, parents are just looking for something different that they could do with children. And and so we have a population of about, um, out of all our students, about 80% of them are special needs. And of those 80%, most of them have one or two more conditions. And so um, we've been able to help them so much. So tell us a little bit about, um, and maybe you, of course, without using names, give us an example of one of your students and what they came to you with and how this therapy has helped them progress in their life. Well, we have children that are in wheelchairs, and um, so we have a ramp. They go up there, and we put them on a horse. Some of them have to actually lay down during the whole lesson. And um, I would say a lot of them come, that we have a great group of autism uh, students. We have um, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. We have all the different diagnoses. And um, we started a new program called Life Skills. And that Life Skills program works with children that don't have a diagnosis. And they come and the parents want them to learn how to listen and take instruction and work with others. And what I've tried to have happen is that um, children without diagnosis can work with children that do have special needs. And so they learn how to work together and they learn how to accept someone that's different. So that's kind of what we've really tried for. And Becky, how long have you been involved with the organization and what is your role there? Um, About two and a half years. And my role is um, to really promote uh, one of the saddest things that I encountered was that I would say I was from THE, and they'd say, what is that? What is that? Yeah. We didn't know you were still around. And so that really motivated me to really promote what we do there because it's such it's such a, a gift to the community. And, um, and so I don't think people realize what we can do and what we're capable of. That happens a lot, I think, with, with – um any nonprofit rotary the same way you know we're like the best kept secret you're busy working to help the children and the and the population that you're working with and not always having enough time or resources to let the community know really what you're doing and what an important what an important asset you are to the community and to those children absolutely especially after covid you know oh my goodness it was, yes you know uh our goal is to not only see the children smile, but to see their parents smile as well and to be able to bring them and they feel peace. And most of the parents um, stay and just watch their children. And it's you could tell on their faces just how relieved they are, how happy they are. And our kids talk about our program at home. Can we talk about the, the star of the show, which is the actual equestrian the horses and how and what they bring to the children. Now, I've been around horses before. For some of our listeners who may not have had that experience and the calming experience that being around a horse is, tell us a little bit about that aspect of what, because that's the primary thing you're doing here. And why do you use horses in this therapy? Well, we use them in the therapy because, first of all, horses are not judgmental. You know, they have no 
they don't they they love everyone and everyone that goes loves them. What we do is we give a, an evaluation when they first come. We find out what size horse that student needs and during their um, activity, they improve their physical and their mental health. And, of course, the muscles of the horses help to relax the students. So um, we also have different areas where they'll stop and they'll reach up and, and get a stuffed animal or they'll throw a basketball. We have them sit up and move their arms. And so um, there's so many things that that occur during a lesson that really helps a student. I think also, you know, their mental health, you know, and uh, I think that's the biggest joy is see them to really get close to their horse, and that's like their horse, and they look for that horse. And um, and so we do have horses that are um, have been donated, and they're senior horses, but they're so calm and uh, – you know, they just really uh, grow close to the child. And horses love to work. I mean, that's if they're not working, that's not good for them. So right. this is a wonderful way to put the two things together. Dan, what was your experience? You, you, When you first got to know about THE and, and experience what they do, how did that make you feel? And what was your, your experience from an outside perspective? Oh, no, it was, it, it was amazing to see what even during the the summer camp program that I was involved with at first, how much those kids were able to learn in such a short amount of time. So that was pretty that was pretty cool to see. Um, it also kind of encouraged me to bring my own kids down, and uh, so they've they've gotten to spend some time over at, at THE and and like uh, they like Becky was saying, they kind of found their horse uh, Liberty. Um, they actually go to school. Uh, pretty close to THE Center, so they look for Liberty pretty much every day. So <laughs> overall, um, and, and the volunteers that, that Becky has over there, it's just such a, a, a uplifting and an inspiring type of a place, you know. So that's why our club has put together an event that can really help support them, and that's why uh, we're looking for tons of participation because it's, it's really going to a good cause. So tell us a little bit about, Dan mentioned the volunteers. Um, I know some of our listeners here would probably love to come out and volunteer. Uh, this is their passion as well. How do they do that? What can they do? What resources do you need from a volunteer perspective? Well, we have uh, various categories of volunteers. We have volunteers that um, help. During our summer camp, we have crafts and we have uh, lawn games. And it's surprising how the simple things in life came to mean so much. And uh, they love to play lawn games and they love to make a craft. We usually have a horseshoe that they make, they paint and they put sequins and they're real happy about that. They get to take it home. But also our volunteers, um, they help with the students while they're taking their lesson. We have a leader that that um, moves the horse from place to place. And then also we have a two sidewalkers and we do that so that um so the student won't fall off won't go to one side or other so they're there to study the student and uh, a lot of them hold their backs because a lot of them have to improve their posture and so then um a lot of times our volunteers are just raking and pulling weeds but they love to do that you know and they love to feed the horses groom the horses um during our field trips that's one of the biggest uh, draws is that they love to take a brush out and just, you know, brush the horse. And we have quite a few groups of young adults that come out 
um, that have special needs, and they come out every week, and they help us clean up. And so I think all of that is therapy. And feeding. Feeding horses costs a lot of money, which was what brings us here today about the Oktoberfest, right? You have to have fundraisers to make sure that we can serve these children and feed the horses and take care of everything. So, um, Dan, tell us about Oktoberfest, when it is, and how people can get involved. So this is our second annual um, Oktoberfest, and it's going to be on October 7th, uh, which is a Saturday, and it's going to be from 3 to 10 p.m., uh, we've got um, a whole bunch of things planned. We got obviously lots of beer. Uh, we have <laughs> gotta a, have beer with October. A, lo- a local uh, business owner is gonna uh, put together all the brats for us. Uh, we'll have German pretzels and and a uh, bunch of kids activities, uh, jumpers. So this is good for for people of this, all ages. This right? is a family fun event, which you know normally I mean, you know Oktoberfest is more for an adult crowd, but this is definitely open for all ages uh, and. We experienced that last year, and it was a huge hit. So that's why we're going to make it even bigger and better this year. So uh, we have our uh, authentic Oktoberfest band that will be playing all night. And, uh, yeah, just lots of fun going on the whole night, games and you name it. We're, we're doing it. We're, we're going big on this event. So Are, are you doing the beer stein holding contest? We are we are putting together games right now. So <laughs> I, think this I will is make a that a priority because <laughs> I, I have witnessed many beer stein hold. That's a that's – a, Skill. That's a hard thing to do. Those things are heavy. <laughs> they are heavy. Yeah, so. and you have to hold your arms straight out. Can't bend your bill. Oh yeah, That's it's a big a thing. It's a big thing. Yes. So okay, I want to know: um, Are you, Dan, going to be in Lederhosen? Uh, there's always that possibility. <laughs> <laughs> We're all coming just to see you in Lederhosen. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Well, if if it brings in a lot more people, I will definitely You'll wear do some that. Lederhosen. <laughs> I will do it for the team. Heck yeah. Okay, so also, what's Zicky Zacky? Zick, what is that? It's like the uh, ch- like the cheers. Like you're so, going say in, say it for me. Siki saki, siki saki. Ho ho ho. Oi 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 is what you're supposed to say. Okay, so. do it one more time. Siki saki, siki saki. Oi oi oi. There you go. Okay, yeah. so we Need have more to practice. We have to practice the Oktoberfest. <laughs> we are. Are we going to be able to pet the horses while oh, we're there? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. And give them a snack. And give them a snack. Yes. And this is a really affordable ticket here. We're talking $10. Is that, did I read that correctly? $10 to get in. Of course, uh, we've got beer and and food and and games and stuff like that you can participate in. Uh, Obviously, we accept donations. Um, This is going to be a big fundraiser for this, uh, for THE. So that's. That's the goal. And craft time. And craft time. Craft time. They're going to have their uh, specialty horseshoe <laughs> craft time, and it's going to be German-themed. So Yes. So how would somebody buy a ticket? So it, this is just at the door. This is, oh, uh, yeah, they don't have up. to do beforehand. No pre-sales? No, no hand, no, pre, no, yeah, no pre-sales on this one. Just show up at the door. Uh, we got a lot of interest last year. It worked out perfect, so... Uh, we're going to do it again. Keep it simple, but right? Yeah, keep it simple, and it's it's you know most of the day, so it's just going to be a fun day. Well, Becky, if somebody wanted to learn more about your organization, what's the website? The website is thecenterranch.org. Thecenterranch.org. Awesome. Anything else you would like to tell us about your organization and what you do before we wrap it up here today? Well, I think that I've heard from a lot of parents that a child will not speak, and then all of a sudden they'll be able to know the horse's names list all the horses' names like they had been speaking forever. And uh, I think that's probably the best thing is that it makes a difference. And 
anybody who comes through our gates, we like to say you belong here because we're not going to turn anybody away, whether they're a parent, a volunteer, staff, or children, or even young adults. You know, we're not going to turn anyone away. And uh, everybody that walks in, they belong there. That's the place for them. And that's important for parents to know. I mean, parents that are, are have children with different ability levels, you know, they need these sort of resources. And it's really amazing that you're not going to turn anyone away. So tell us again, where are you located and, and what area do you service? Like where are your kids coming from geographically? We have, of course, many kids from Hemet, San Jacinto, and then also Beaumont and Banning. We have some from Menifee. Marietta, Temecula. So so you're taking kids from all over. That's right. Coming out to Hemet. It's right there at the entrance of the Ramona Amphitheater. Correct. That's where I remember seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Anything and, else you want to tell us about? And if they want to call us, um, 951-658-7790. And I'm there to answer the phone. And uh, I think that's the best thing is that we we want everybody to feel special when they come through. Great. Thank you so much. And Dan, uh, can you tell us how can folks go to your website to get more information about this? Yeah. So if you go to himatrotary.org, um, there's definitely uh, information on there. We're uh, posting a lot of information on our Facebook. So that's just uh, at himatrotary, same with Instagram. And uh, yeah, we're putting out all the information on there. So if you guys have any questions, you can still call uh, THE Center and, and Becky will answer those questions. But yeah, definitely reach out to us if you guys uh, are interested in coming. So break out the lederhosen. Absolutely. Strengthen your arms for the Stein holding contest <laughs> and meet you on October 7th. Absolutely. Sounds great. Thank you so much for everything both of you are doing for your community and for creating that hope for these children and that opportunity and being able to see that growth and bring pleasure and smiles to their faces and to their parents. Thank you. Another couple of heroes of hope. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So that wraps up this episode of Heroes of Hope. We are so happy that we have an audience out there listening. We want you to subscribe, share, and tell your friends about the Rotary Community Heroes of Hope because that's how we get the word out about the impact we're having in this world. 